on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, and um, I'm not planning on the uh, phone overheating. If the phone overheats in the hotel room, woof, hope not. You got a, you got a bad hotel room. What yeah, is it, the Super 8? <laughs> and I want to welcome in our new sponsor, Super 8. Oh, God. <laughs> No, I'm just teasing. Um, Not a super eight, but it is super. Uh, our, we do have a sponsor in Run Your Pool, and we'll talk about them in just a minute as that is uh, coming upon us, the tournament time. Meanwhile, Jimmy, uh, things have been going pretty fast and furious with Alabama on the coaching and street and conditioning front. A few things. First of all, uh, Hall and Oates broke up. Um, Peaches, and Ur- Peaches and Herb broke up, I think. Um, Ashford and Simpson, I think they're still married, but they could have broken up. And now Ray Yee. and Baloo have broken up. Yeah. Yee and Kim Kardashian. Ah, that's a good one. Good one. Uh, that's more topical. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the Ray and Baloo have broken up. And, you know, it looked like for all the world they were both going to stay at Alabama last week. Uh, there were all kind of rumors about them jo- both joining the Saints. And now one of them joining the Saints and one of them staying and. Um, Jimmy, you tell me, did, did Alabama get the better end of this stick here? Uh, probably not. I mean, I, I think, you know, it's reading between the lines, obviously, but uh, I think Alabama wanted both to stay. They hired both. Alabama didn't chase off anybody. So uh, I, I'm sure they wanted both to stay, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, normally you only have one strength coach. Normally you only have one head of the department. So I hope people aren't overreacting to this uh there there's nothing to overreact to uh this isn't an overly negative situation just because it didn't work out exactly how you wanted it to doesn't mean uh that it's uh bad or all bad let's remember what the reaction was like when uh scott cochran left and it was supposedly the end of the dynasty and it was all over and even kirk herbstreet was tweeting that this was um, a disaster and, uh, and Alabama ended up, in my opinion, upgrading. And the strength and conditioning got even better. We improved the department. Baloo is still here. He is extremely familiar with how he did things with his old partner. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't think this is an overly negative thing. Uh, not every loss uh, is a huge loss. I just think, well, I didn't work out the way he wanted. Uh, but but think things will be fine. Uh, I, I'm anticipating no problems. Yeah, I, I go back to what you said about uh, Kirk Herbstreit uh, with Coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was a bit hyperbolic about that. I mean, my goodness. Uh, at the time, frankly, I think most Alabama fans were like, hey, look, it's it's probably a good thing for both parties if everybody just parts ways in terms of um, Scott Cochran. At the time, no offense to Scott Cochran, no offense to Alabama. It was just time. And um, I think that that worked out okay, and that was a bit of an overreaction from Kirk Herbstreit. Uh, back when that happened. And I think anybody really concerned about this, it would also be an overreaction. Look, Saban's not going to hire somebody that's incompetent. Even the some of the bad hires Saban has had uh, have, have worked out to some degree. So I, I don't think he's ever had like a, a pure clunker of a hire. And um, if, if he thinks that uh, we can get it done with Blue, then that's fantastic. 
exactly. And uh, again, almost everyone in the sport has one head of the strength conditioning program. And David Ballou has not only been at Alabama for two seasons, uh, he is very experienced. Uh, he clearly has a good handle on the science end of things. Uh, and, and that's what Alabama really wanted to do, incorporate new school into old school. And with Baloo, you get a little of both. Uh, Baloo was offered the same opportunity, and he chose to stay. I, 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 you know, so it's, it's great news, too. Jimmy, I do want to go ahead and tell everybody now about Run Your Pool. March Madness is only a couple of weeks away. That means you need to start thinking now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going to go for the usual, you know, where you run off all these things? Or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here, and we're running brackets with runyourpool.com. That's runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick a Certain Team, both really fun in their own way. They have options to edit scoring, and they have more intel to make your picks, all stuff you won't find at places like ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of that March Madness magic and make alongside your employees. Boy, I read that. I butchered it. Sorry. Uh, or even gain customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support. That's crucial. Custom branding and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe Run Your Pool is the best because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves through the Locked On Network. There's no truer test than that when we're doing it ourselves. If you want to play against us for a shot at the cash prize, Join us at runyourpool.com backslash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter pure madness. That's pure madness, all one word, at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com backslash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing you and beating you there. And look, I'm usually pretty good at these brackets. That's a lie. I'm usually terrible at them. So you probably will beat me if you just sign up. Also, I want to tell you about Bet Online. Football might be over for this season, but basketball's in full steam, as you know. Pro and college hoop, they're just going strong. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball, y'all. BetOnline.net is the source for hockey, boxing, UFC, whatever you want. They've got it at BetOnline.net. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions at BetOnline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Jimmy, some other news out there. Todd Grantham has joined as an analyst. That happened a couple of days ago. Um, this is a guy who's been, you know, he's been blown up on social media sometimes uh, back in the day when he's been – defensive coordinator at a couple of different spots. But I do think he's a pretty good coach, and I do think having him as an analyst can't hurt. And it's just being reported now that uh, Cornelius Williams, a former Auburn wide receivers coach, has been hired as, at Alabama as an analyst. I'm beginning to wonder if we have more analysts than Russia because <laughs> Russia seems to make horrible decisions, and we have all the analysts in the world. We're, we're overanalyzed, perhaps. I mean, I, I guess. But here's the thing. Uh, if everyone has a clearly defined task, if everyone has a clearly defined job uh, and, and they all report to the, the, the proper channels, uh, it can be a very valuable thing. It can be just another set of eyes, another set of resources. He's an SEC, an experienced SEC wide receiver coach. 
uh, interesting that he came from Auburn. Uh, uh, you know, I, I suppose it's a positive. As to Grantham, I think it's a pretty big positive because Grantham, he's been around a, a good long time. He's seen it all. And for, for all of the failures uh, that he had, for instance, I don't think he did such a good job at Florida at all the past year and a half when he was at Florida. But before that, he had had some pretty spectacular defenses. He did an outstanding job at Mississippi State one year. He had them in the top 10 in the country in defense, and they weren't exactly starting 11 NFL players out there. They were still playing in the SEC. So Grantham's, Grantham's guys have played really well. He also came up in the Saban system, so he knows our defense. And, uh, again, very experienced guy. There's one more set of eyes, one more voice, and it's just an asset that we have. For anybody that's like, oh, Grantham did a terrible job last year, we didn't hire him to be the defensive coordinator. He's not in charge. He's not running the thing. He's just another set of eyes, some advice uh, that we you can choose to follow or not. And uh, just gathering data and making suggestions, uh, I, I think, is outstanding. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. As far as Cornelius Williams goes, um, you know, there were – he was fired – or let go or moved on. I don't even remember the scenario. I know he it was like three or four games into the season at Auburn. And th they're all kind of rumors, so I'm not going to speculate. There were rumors that it was more off-the-field stuff. It was more um, confrontational uh, situation with some of the other coaches. There were some other uh, rumors that were a little bit more salacious that I won't get into. Um, but, again, I I'm fine with it. Um, and I don't know how these analysts go in terms of recruiting. I don't know what they can do. If, if a let's say a player comes on campus, can they yep. talk to the analysts too? Because absolutely. Okay, Cornelius yep. Williams, I think, was known as a pretty good recruiter. So it can't hurt to have another guy like him on your side if the analysts can meet with these recruits, right? Particularly a guy that's been in other places, and I think Cornelius has been at Troy uh, as well. I think that's where he played football. Um, and I remember, I remember him as a recruit. We're old now, so I can remember when all these guys played. I probably remember when Todd Grantham played. Um, I, you know, it, it, they can recruit when they're on campus. Uh, they can't recruit off the campus. Um, so, so that's the main difference. Uh, what I don't know, because I think it's a gray area, is is uh, communicating with recruits uh, by phone. I'm not sure what the what the rules would be regarding all that for those support staff guys. Now, I'm sure they can do background stuff. And by that, I mean, uh, there would be nothing wrong with Cornelius Williams or someone in his position as an analyst at Alabama contacting high school football coaches and saying, hey, it's Cornelius at Alabama just checking on you guys. You know, you got any ninth or 10th graders we need to know about? Um, you know, how you doing? Uh, hey, I'm calling to check on Keldrick Falk. Uh, make sure everything's, do, you know, but, but so I'm sure you can do that. Um, but uh, I don't know about talking to players directly uh, uh, from the phone, but I know they can recruit on campus and uh, the wide receivers, uh, you know, need to meet with him because he, he's going to uh, obviously be heavily involved with what's happening at wide receiver and he'll be an off the field assistant to Holman Wiggins. Yeah, so again, I, I just can't hurt. I think it's a, a nice addition, and I guess we're just going to have all the analysts. I mean, it's it's going to be so weird when Saban does eventually leave and we have a guy that can't handle all this because nobody else in the world can handle this. I know I feel like we always keep talking about 
what's going to happen when Saban's gone, and, and maybe he will coach till God knows when. But I just feel like when he's gone, there's going to be we're going to see a slow unraveling of the process, and it worries me to death. Um, I don't know why I can't just sit and enjoy the moment of awesomeness, but that's what I need to do. Jimmy, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about uh, Keldrick Falk, who I called last night in a state championship game in basketball, and his brother, Ja'Caleb Falk. We'll talk about that right when we come back. And scene. Awkward pause over, and time for us to talk about this game yesterday. Jimmy, I've called a ton of games uh, for the AHSA radio network. Um, just been very blessed to be able to do this because it's, it's certainly, I wouldn't call it my calling, but I do enjoy doing it and have a lot of fun with it. And um, I've called the, I called the Parker LaFleur game with DeMarcus Cousins and Eric Bledsoe going at it. Uh, I called a three overtime game between Houston Academy and Pickens County that ended at, with a last second buzzer beater um, that was unbelievable and lasted till the wee hours of the evening. Um, Last night may have been the best game I've ever watched. It was so much fun. Mars Hill Bible uh, at 14 and 16 beats uh, a, an incredibly good Highland home team that features Keldrick Falk, who's one of the top players in the state of Alabama for next year, and his brother, who is one of the top freshmen in the state of Alabama. And both of them are really well put together cats, man. They, they are dudes. And uh, both of them very good basketball players. It was kind of funny. Keldrick Falk, you can tell how aggressive he is. He had four fouls. Three of them were charges. He should have fouled out with a fifth charge, but he got called a block. Um, he's an aggressive dude, very strong, very athletic. Seems like a nice kid, too. Um, and I can just say that because there were a couple times, like, uh, there was a scrum and, and somebody's foot ended up in his face, and instead of – you know, slinging the guy off of him. He sort of was like, he understood the situation, like nobody meant to do anything. And it, it's just little things like that that make me realize, okay, this is a guy that understands uh, competition and, and what's accidental and what's not. Um, he ended up with like 18 rebounds and 18 points. Uh, and then his brother, uh, who ended up getting a technical late and fouling out, but he was unstoppable when he was there in there. And what was unique about him He's uh, built very well for a freshman. If you had told me he was a senior, I, I would easily buy it. Uh, he's a lefty. Uh, so, And I think he's going to play outside linebacker. I think that's his position now. I don't know where he's going to end up. He may grow a little bit. But I was really impressed with these two guys. They did end up losing to Mars Hill Bible, which is a little strange because Highland Home certainly had the better athletes. But Mars Hill just kept hanging around and hanging around. And eventually they got the lead, and it was just – bizarre that they won the ball game. Um, that being said, really impressed with Keldrick Falk. You know a lot about him. Uh, what do you think about him and, and his ties with Alabama? Yeah, first of all, a couple of questions. So the younger brother, he is in the ninth grade now, so he'll be a 10th grade football player this fall. Correct. So he's a 25 guy. Correct, yeah. Uh, and how was he size-wise compared to Keldrick, understanding that he is two years younger? They were very similar in size. Now, Keldrick's a little taller, um, a little beefier, but it ain't it ain't far off, man. I, in fact, it was kind of odd. Um, okay, so, you know, we don't get to see these teams beforehand, and I felt bad about doing this, but we have to trust the program we're given, right? right. Because I'm calling four games in a day, and I can't – it's not like I'm going to do – 
homework on all these teams and know everybody's face and all that stuff. You just can't do it. It's impossible. So the program, the game program, had uh, Ja'Kaleb Falk listed as like number 14. And number 23 was this kid named C.J. Mays, who was also a ninth grader, ironically. And we kept saying, this C.J. Mays, is a, is, he's a dude. He's a, <laughs> and finally, um, somebody comes up to us that had been listening and said, hey, I think they got the numbers screwed up on this. And I was like, man, because I kept thinking the two that, that, that guy looked like yeah. the other folk. And I was yeah. like, this is so weird. And, um, but they had screwed the numbers up in the program. So I was calling him wrong for like the first quarter and a half, and I vehemently apologized, but nobody knew because it was just what the program said. And then um, so I was like, man, I'm blown away by this C.J. Mays. This guy's going to be a dude. And I kept like looking him up while I was in the middle of it, trying to find a profile on him. There was nothing there. But there is one, a uh, couple of places for Ja'Kalem Falk. And, again, um, I think both these guys are kind of fun-loving kids, which I appreciate. Um they they both get into the game. I really appreciated Keldrick Falk when he got in foul trouble. He went to the bench, and um, he was the first one to like when when Highland Home actually made a run when he went out and took the lead to nine. And it was mostly behind Jacob Falk, his brother, who was a lefty. And he, the reason was um, Keldrick Falk has this spin move that apparently has worked really well all year, but the scouting for Mars Hill was incredible. They prepared for it. And so every time he was about to spin, uh, this kid named Bowerman from Mars Hill would step in front and he would draw the charge. I, I, I shit you not, Jimmy. I bet you he, he should have had seven charges, but he, he didn't get called for all of them. And he's just – he's really aggressive and big. And uh, so anyway, he goes in foul trouble and his brother comes in and his brother doesn't do that spin move. They, they're very similar – but his brother's a lefty, and his brother's just like, I'm going to the basket. And so that kind of screwed up the game plan for Mars Hill. That's what spurred the run. Well, then there was another charge called on uh, on Falk, the, the elder Falk, and the um, – the the or, or excuse me, the younger Falk. And I think the younger Falk then complained about it to the officials and got a tech, and that was actually his fifth foul. So he was out. And once that happened, um, it was a problem. Uh, and Mars Hill just, again – they just kept hanging around. I, I can't tell you enough how it was so March Madness. Like, you know, this. there's one team to me that was clearly better, but they couldn't finish off the other team. And there, I think the one team that was so much better was so used to teams laying down when they get up by nine or ten, and, and Mars Hill didn't do it. So I give them a lot of credit. Did the offensive lineman from Mars Hill uh, play for them, Kobe Keenum? Do you remember I a big 6-3? No, six three hundred. No, offensive I don't remember lineman. him. I, I was no. just curious. He, not every offensive lineman plays, even at these small schools, and they, they don't all play basketball. But he's a guy that Alabama has uh, mo- hasn't offered yet, but has moderate interest. Uh, Auburn has uh, has offered um, Kobe Keenum, but uh, Keldrick. Here's the deal with Alabama and Keldrick Falk. He does have an Alabama offer. Uh, as we all know, what that means is, you know, welcome to the pecking order. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're a take right now. Uh, fault might be. Uh, I don't know. Um, here's what's interesting. I think almost any other year he would just be an automatic take, period. The problem is there are multiple players in state that are all very similar. Uh, Keldrick Falk is a very similarly built prospect to, um, uh, to let's say, uh, to Marion Parker, 
to Kelby Collins, to Marion Parker, uh, Quay Russaw, Yanze uh, Pierre. Uh, these are all pretty similar dudes. Um, and, and, I, and I think to some extent it may affect who is a take and who's not because you're not going to sign four or five guys to play one single spot. Some of it's going to be Alabama looking at all four or five of those guys and saying, okay, who's got some positional versatility? Who's going to stay this size? Who's going to grow much bigger? And and those would all be factors. So Keldrick is a, a, a really, really, really good prospect. He's done nothing wrong. There's no flaw. It's just there's other kids that, that are just like him in terms of their height and their weight and their athleticism. So who, how is Alabama going to line those guys up? Because they're all going to be interested. Uh, if Keldrick doesn't end up at Alabama, I'll predict right now that he ends up at Clemson. Interesting. Um, yeah, he's, he's an emotional dude. I liked him a lot. As I said on the broadcast last night, I think he's the 11th or 12th best player in the in the state. If they're 11 or 10 or 11 players better than him, it is a much better year than even we thought, which is an incredible year. So he's top five most most years. That's a top five kid, easy. if not top six most years. But this year is, you know, as we talked about mm-hmm. yesterday or, or recently, uh, 18 guys from the state of Alabama made the on three 300. 18. Uh, on three hadn't been around forever. We have gone back and recreated classes in the recent past, so everyone can have sort of a, 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 a you know a baseline to look at. But I can just assure you, from somebody that's been following recruiting in this state for a long, 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 very long time, eighteen kids in the top three hundred prospects in the nation is slam dunk historical. There's no way there's been eighteen before. Uh, something like twelve would be big. And 14 would be like, you've got to be kidding, 14. But there's 18, even leaving a couple of guys that maybe should have been in, like Dakari Nelson from Selma, who I like uh, quite a bit. And he's not in. He may be in by the time the season's over. Jimmy, that's going to do it for today's podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with another pod. And thank you guys so much. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. We appreciate you. And Ooh, that's very tomorrow. important. That is very important. Roll Tide. <laughs> Roll Tide.